At Alma, we know the connection between you and your therapist matters. But if you're already feeling stressed and burnt out, the idea of trying to find a therapist you really connect with can be overwhelming. That's why Alma's focused on helping you find the right therapist for you. When you browse their online directory, you can filter by the qualities that are most important to you. Then book free 15-minute consultations with any therapist you're interested in seeing. And because 95% of therapists at Alma accept insurance, you can find care that's affordable too. You want to talk to someone, but not just anyone. Alma is there to help you find the right fit. Visit helloalma.com slash therapy30 to schedule a free consultation today. That's helloalma.com slash therapy30. Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. It's time. It's time for kickoff. Kickoff. Birds in the end zone. Touchdown! With Boomer Asiasen and Mike Valenti. Oh, how did we, how did we get here? Week 18 in the National Football League. Boomer, how are you? I'm doing good, Mike. You know, a long week for sure, but yeah. we are at the end of that week. We're now looking forward to week 18, and we're looking forward to potential scenarios for the playoffs after week 18. And there are some huge games this week and a lot riding on it for a lot of teams, especially on the AFC side of the ledger. So let's start with this before we get to the rundown. Obviously, everyone fully aware, DeMar Hamlin, what happened, the good news, uh, speaking, awake, uh, breathing tube is out. He's making remarkable progress. Uh, the question would be, and we don't have all these answers, how is this going to work from a football side as there's going to be an owner's meeting? Boomer, where, where do we think this lands? It's really hard to say where it's going to land. And there are scenarios that are out there for the owners to vote on. I know some owners are not happy about it. Uh, but, you know, you have to always think in, in terms of the best interest of the league and how do you keep – uh, fairness, equal, and and the opportunities for every team that deserved an opportunity to get to the Super Bowl or to host the AFC Championship game. How do you make that happen and keep everybody happy? I don't necessarily know that you can do that. No. And these are 32 owners. They're, they're extremely competitive. And when you get down to the raw feelings of competitiveness within the league itself, you know, coaches may be saying one thing publicly, but behind the scenes. Yeah. They are lobbying for the best situation for their own team because they want to win because they know how hard it is to get to this point. So I can only hope that cool heads prevail and that when we come out of Week 18, we have a much clearer view of what the AFC playoff seedings and the playoff situation is going to look like. Right now, uh, we don't, as you and I are talking right now, we don't really know what that entails. No, and it's one of the only times on this show we're not going to offer you a strong opinion. We can't. There's just too much going on. There's too much unknown, and it'll shake out, and we'll 
break it all down for you next week. Yeah, and it's not going to be, you know, if it ends up being where the uh, the Chiefs and the Bills win this weekend, then that's where the problem arises. Correct. Because of a potential AFC championship game uh, and also where they would meet. And, you know, who gets the one seed, who doesn't get the one seed, who played a less game, That you know, that whole If you were in charge of it. It, it, let's say you had the 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 Goodell power, you know, the the gavel. Yes. What would you do? All right. So I said earlier this week we are in uncharted waters here. So and we there are extreme measures that need to be taken, and they need to be done thoughtfully because you have to take into account everybody's opinion on the decision that you are about to make because it in, inevitably is going to in, insult somebody. It's going to make somebody feel like they've been wronged. And you have to take into account not only the team themselves, the owners, the players, the coaches, but you have to take into account their fan bases. So I I think what they are proposing or had proposed late in the week felt relatively fair to me. The weird thing is going to be if we have to move the AFC championship game to a neutral site. But that's just the reality of the situation right now. And whether or not they can get 24 owners to vote on it, when you're voting on something that you've never had to vote on before, and all almost every time you voted, or every time you have voted, it's been in the off season when it hasn't impacted the season that you're playing in. Right. So it's, that's a weird deal. Like, so when they were going into the COVID season, right, they amended the rules, but it was before the reason the the season started. Now you're amending the rules in season at the end of the season, right? That can adversely affect the playoff and the balance of fairness, and I think that's really the hardest thing that the commissioner has to deal with. All right. With that, let's get to the rundown. This is the NFL Rundown. All right, Boomer. I want to start out with the Giants because I I have to tell you, um, look, Daniel Jones has cemented himself. He's coming back. He is the QB. But my question for you is this. They got it done in style against the Colts. The Giants are in the playoffs. Are you willing to even consider the possibility they could win a playoff game? Yes, because they're uh, going to be okay. Me too. I'm not crazy. No, you're not crazy, and it's because of who they're going to be playing against. And that's the Minnesota Vikings, <laughs> and you know my morning show partner Greg Giannotti in New York. Poor he Gio. is a huge Giant fan, and you know he and I both did not have the Giants making the playoffs before the season started. And you know, right in the middle of the season, we still had them going down and not making it to the playoffs. And lo and behold, here they are, and they're going to most likely go on the road unless things happen differently this weekend where they're going to have to go on the road and go to Minnesota and play the number three seed. And the good news for the Giants is that they've been in that building just a few weeks ago. It was an amazing game, and it ended up on a Mm. 61-Joseph field goal. Almost broke my father on Christmas Eve. Exactly. So I would say, (laughs) yes, this is why. It's who they play. Yeah. And the fact that they've already been there and played there, uh, that gives them, I think, a a really good shot. And i got to tell you, if we look at actual players, Xavier McKinney's back. Adoree Jackson will be back. Leonard Williams gets a little bit of a break here because he had that stinger. And b- bottom line, now you're starting to see the Vikings O-line get beat up. You combine all these factors. I I, I don't know, man. I'm, I'm allowing love in my heart. And plus there's a team in the Vikings that either get destroyed yep. or they play in one-score games. 11 or 12 wins have been one-score games. So that means – if the Giants are the team that ends up going to Minnesota, the six versus three seed, because we're not sure that Minnesota that Minnesota could get the two seed. Yeah. 
But if they have remained at the three seed, which seems to be most likely, uh, that would be a, a great opportunity for your New York Giants because you're a fan of that team uh, to go up Giants. there and win. America's Giants. Um, so then let me ask you about the Vikings. I mean, you've covered the league now ages. But are they the biggest enigma you've ever seen? Well, their defense is not an enigma to me. I, I see who they are. They're not great. But what they do and what they have done in order to create these one-score wins and to come back in so many maria, uh, miracle ways, especially that game at Buffalo, when you think about that. Insane. Insane. Uh, I would say it's because they get key turnovers. And, you know, or how about the comeback against, uh, you know, Indianapolis? That's where they – the game started. I don't think they were awake. They were no. turning the ball over. Indianapolis was capitalizing on special teams and defense, blah, 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 blah. And then all of a sudden their offense caught fire and their defense shut down an Indianapolis offense that has been terrible the last five weeks. So um, I would just say this. They are one of the more exciting teams because they keep teams close for the most part. And they do have the best wide receiver in football in Justin Jefferson. So anything is possible. But the Giants are surging at the right time. They're getting healthy at the right time. And I don't suspect that they're going to be playing any of their key significant contributors in this game against Philadelphia this weekend because they want to go into that game, as you just pointed out, as healthy as they possibly can be next week against the Vikings. All right, you mentioned the Eagles. We can jump right to that. Uh, critical injury, obviously, with Hurts. They've hit the skids. Um, he was supposed to try to play this weekend. What is your concern level here with them? My concern level is is pretty high with Jalen specifically. You know, so in uh, 1988, when our team was going to the Super Bowl, I got hurt late in the year. I hurt my shoulder. I had a mild uh, shoulder sprain. It was my throwing shoulder. And, you know, and I was able to fight through it. I didn't have a crack in there. I didn't have a broken collarbone or anything like that. He might have something like that that he's playing with, which means the way that he plays is going to be inhibited right? because he can't play that way if you have that kind of a significant injury. And I do think that the Eagles have been really covering this thing up. They put him out there. He's on the practice field and all this other yeah, stuff. But limited I in quotes. Right. He's a great football player when he is healthy because he runs around and he makes plays and he gets those first downs that you know aren't scripted. And red will. zone. The quarterback run in the red zone with Jalen Hurts, it's it's – it's a non-negotiable. It's a so, weapon. So when it, with a bad shoulder or a bad collarbone, then Can't he's out it. of it. So I, I'm still uh, not sure that he's going to play this week, and I think that the Eagles would love to win a game with Gardner Minshew as he channels his inner Nick Foles and tries to win a game so they can have home field advantage and they can get that buy on the NFC side and give Jalen another week of rest, and that would be the, that would be the perfect situation for Nick Sirianni. Uh, Jets. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. What? Mike White comes back. You feel like it's all going to be okay. They go to Seattle and no-show. That, to me, was the most disappointing performance of the week. What? Well, the first play of the game what uh, from the Jet defense was just absolutely said all you needed to know. So it was a really disappointing game. And, hey, Mike White was not healthy, man. I keep telling everybody, like, everybody thinks that these ribs are going to heal – Within like two weeks, it's impossible. He's got a couple, multiple cracked ribs in there. 
And yeah, they're probably a little bit better than, you know, today than they were 10 days ago. But he, even he has been limited in practice this week. Sure. And watching him throw the ball last week, that wasn't the Mike White that we saw against the Bears no. earlier in the season. O-line was also awful. Well, yeah, but, you know, this has been a turnstile offensive line. Yep. I mean, Dwayne Brown is playing with a bad shoulder. Uh, they've had a right tackle that has been revolving door over there. Uh, the interior uh, offensive line has been a mess. They lost Brees Hall. So there's a lot of reasons why they've had a, a really bad finish to the season. And probably the biggest reason is because the number two overall draft pick, Zach Wilson, who you've been against since the day I met you, by the way, and you've been and you've been very, very supportive of that, and, and you've stuck to it. That's my calling card. <laughs> I, I just think that the Jets have a, a huge mess on their hands, and they still have to figure out whether or not this kid's going to come back next year and be their leader. Well, do you buy what Salah said? Hell or high water, we're going to develop them. It's a, I, I feel like they're back to the drawing board, a quarterback, completely. That's the way you and I feel. We don't see this kid in practice. And there are games where he and plays in games where he throws the ball and you're like, my God, he's got a great arm and he's got a howitzer for an arm. But then, you know, he's got a two cent head when it comes to trying to figure out defenses and reading blitzes and getting from one player to the next. And then also playing a, a stress free game. He's overstressed, he's over anxious. And I think his confidence is in the toilet. And that's why they're not playing him this week against the Miami Dolphins. As a matter of fact, Rob Sala here in New York said, hey, go read a book. Get away from it, and we're going to be we're going to try to get him into some sort of mental shape where he can actually be a part of this team next year. Realistically, I don't see how that's possible. Derek Carr. I'm, I don't see Derek Carr as the Jet quarterback. I'm okay, sorry. I was just throwing something out you there. Know, you're talking about red zone runs? He doesn't ever run with the ball. Oh, oh, listen. No one's Jalen Hurts in the red zone. I, I was just making a point, like, if you wanted to fit, and you, you it's going to be show or go next year for the Jets. They got the roster, Boomer. Give give uh, John Gruden a call and ask him about Derek Carr. Give um, you know, Josh McDaniels a call about Derek Carr. If Derek Ooh. Carr was as good as everybody thinks he is and was able to do what everybody thinks he's capable of doing, then uh, there's no way in the world Josh McDaniels would not be playing him. Jimmy G? Uh he, he gets hurt every year. Who? How much money do you want to spend? Help the Jet fans. I don't know what to tell you. Uh, I, well, you know that's why maybe they're looking at what's available out there and say, you know, this is our best option to see if we can develop our own kid here, mm. keep Mike White here, which creates other problems with the fan base. And does the kid Zach Wilson really want to be here? Yeah, I, I think it'd be a tough, a tough return. I don't know if I had to really roll the dice and think about what would be fun. Baker yeah. Mayfield. That would be fun. Oh boy, um, <laughs> I got you know. Let, let's go to another young QB because I, one noted media celebrity and football aficionado, Boomer Esiason, hit Mac Jones with a chair. Uh, this has been a wild run for Mac Jones here. It has been um, terms like douchiness now being attached to it. I, <laughs> I was just like, okay, gotta add that to the sheet. What is going? Is he the starter in New England Week One? Yeah, I don't know. That's a good, really good question. I uh, I basically go on WEI every morning. That's a big station up in Boston, and you know they needed a little something, a little pick me up, if you will. <laughs> and I said, I got something for you guys. Mac Jones's actions on the field are pissing me off, and it just. He's got this douchey attitude about he him on the He flips out every five seconds. That, so I'm not the only one that has seen this. No. And I think what it does, it embarrasses the coaches on the sideline, Matt Patricia and Joe Judge. It intensifies the angst against them with the fan base. It creates the political firestorm that is around the New England Patriots these days. And I'm surprised that Bill Belichick hasn't put his foot down and said, you got to knock it off, kid. 
because you're really making my job difficult and you're making your coach's jobs difficult. I know you miss Josh McDaniels. I know you're not having a great year, and I know you're coming off of an injury, but we don't need the mindless gyrations every single time something goes wrong because that's what I'm talking about. I don't think Mac Jones himself as a human being is a douche. I just think his actions when he is frustrated on the field are douchey. That's a critical distinction. Yes. I like it. Right. So that's why I have to make sure people hear what I say and how I say it and the context in which I say it. All right. Um, How about this? Ron Rivera. I have to ask you about this. I'm starting to wonder if Ron Rivera in one foul swoop may put himself on the hot seat. The move to Wentz. Wentz was an atrocity on the field. The team looked lifeless in a must-win game. And then after, I don't know if he just got caught off guard. I don't know if it's real or not. He seemed to not know they could be eliminated later in the day. He knows. He knows 100%. He was asked two questions at once. One was, uh, do you know that you're eliminated in, or you can be eliminated? And if you are, and you are eliminated, you know, are you going to play Sam Howell, quarterback? So he was asked two questions around that situation that they were finding themselves in at that moment. And I think he just said, oh, we could be eliminated? Like, to kind of diffuse the question about the quarterback situation. That's what I think. And, you know, he's a smart guy. He I knows know exactly that. what's going on. Well, then why did he start Wentz? Uh, that's another question that I, I can't answer myself. It's only reason why is because of the Taylor Heineke thing kind of started to dip. And the turnovers that Taylor was doing were really hurting the team. And I guess they wanted to see whether or not Carson could elevate the team so they knew who their quarterback would be next year because he's not going to be there next year because Oof. he's got an out now, and that's why he's not playing this week. They don't want him getting hurt. No. Just kind of like the same thing with Derek Carr. They yeah. just don't want him getting hurt. But he doesn't have the cachet nor the history with uh, Ron Rivera and the commanders as Derek Carr had with the Raiders. Yeah, uh, that, and that was just that was lifeless. That was an unbelievable performance. Two years in a row now by him. Yep, last week of the season. He did it against the Jaguars last year with the Colts. Yeah, I heard Ron Jaworski basically say, I doubt he is in the league next year. I no. would, he's I, radioactive. That's it. He is. He's That's not going to be a starter, but he may be a backup somewhere. All right, we have a lot more issues we're going to get to later in the show. We have to get to the picks, and rent is due. Uh, we have a message, a mea culpa, and we have got to battle through. Don't make a move. It's kickoff with Boomer and Valenny. We will meander through these picks next.